Life is an epic journey. Live it unleashed. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Living Unleashed podcast. On this podcast, we examine what the abundant life that Jesus promised looks like so that we can experience the results of hope, joy, peace, and freedom. And I am so glad you have decided to join me on this journey. So uh, how y'all doing this week? It is an awesome and amazing week. It has been bitterly cold, but it is finally warming up a little bit, and the forecast shows some a little warmer temperatures coming, and I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward to that. Um, I learned a little bit more this uh, last week about how my habits and my eating and exercise and all uh, have impact and affect my life. Uh, we uh, spent Friday and Saturday, Friday evening and Saturday, uh, at a wrestling tournament uh, that my son was in. He did well. We had a great time, but it's really hard to eat clean when you're sitting in bleachers in a high school for uh, a day and a half. And so I ate a little bit off. And what I noticed was on Saturday night, um, I didn't sleep very well. And I, I've noticed that several times as after I, since I started this uh, back the 1st of November, that there's been some times where I've had to get off a little bit, or I chose to get off, I guess, uh, of how I was eating because of the circumstances going on around us. And it doesn't take much. Uh, I notice that it immediately starts to impact my sleep and my focus. So I woke up several times Saturday night and uh, didn't sleep through the night like I have been. And I also had just lots of like really weird and whacked out dreams. So I was really happy when Monday came around to get back to eating clean. And that's all going to play into what we talk about here uh, in a little bit about some intentionality. And you just got to be intentional about things if you truly want to live life unleashed. Uh, Speaking of which, I've been trying to get a little bit more organized as well uh, to keep things uh, more organized around me so I can can stay focused and get the things done I want to get done. Uh, so I've been working with two new apps to help me capture, structure, and organize my thoughts and notes and um, and have them, those thoughts and notes available to me so that I can use them to create messages and blog posts and, you know, this podcast. And uh, those two apps are Drafts and Obsidian. And if this all works out well, I'll share more later in some form, either in the blog or podcast or a video about kind of how that system is working and structured for me. But I come across a lot of information in a week as I read and as I study and as I prepare. And and I've just noticed that, you know, now that I'm 50, I, I don't hold as much in my head the way I used to. I, I've, I've got to be a little bit more intentional again. That, that, that theme's going to come out today, intentionality. Got to be a little bit more intentional um, about what I do. So... Uh, speaking of which, and taking in information, so what's on my Kindle this week? Uh, I've been reading a book by John Eldridge entitled Resilient. It's Restoring Your Weary Soul in These Turbulent Times. And, you know, so far I find his discussion about recovering and restoring our reserves after going through difficult times very engaging. There's some really good points in it. Uh, the impetus for him writing this book it was the pandemic, uh, but it applies to just any difficult time. That depletes you. I've also been rereading portions of Dallas Willard's book, Life Without Lack. Uh, It's an exploration of Psalm 23 that sees it as a psalm to live by, uh, for it describes this with God life. You know, it's not just a psalm 
to die by. So that's what I'm reading right now and kind of has an impact on on what I think and, and what I prepare. And uh, so I'll let you know how those books come out later. But today, hey, you didn't join just to hear about an update on me. You came because you wanted to know more about Living Unleashed. And so what we're going to look at today actually comes uh, from a passage of Scripture, Matthew 22, uh, verses 34 through 40. It's also found in the other synoptics as well, uh, synoptic gospels, uh, Luke and Mark. Uh, but it's it's this place where Jesus is asked a question. Uh, you know, when I look at when I look in the scriptures and I find these people have this opportunity to ask Jesus questions, I think, man, I really wish I could have been there to do that. I mean, you know, what would you ask Jesus? If, if you could, if you could just sit and ask him any question. And, and so I really envy these folks. But at one point, they did ask Jesus a question that I think I would ask him if I had had the chance. And that is that if Jesus is this person uh, that best understands what it means to live life with God and what it means to truly be human— and to live the way we were designed to live as human beings back in the very beginning. If he's that individual, um, then I really want to know what he thinks about how I should live. And, you know, the premise I work off of is this, you know, that following the example and teachings of Jesus positions a person to experience life unleashed. Because Jesus himself said in John 10.10, I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. So back to Matthew 22, uh, when Jesus was asked this question, Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? In other words, what is the thing that is the most important? Because, you know, life gets complicated. Uh, it just really does. Life gets complicated, and in our world today, we have so many options, so many choices that we can make that it can get very confusing and and everything and systems and how we live and all can get really complicated uh, because there's just so much out there that's supposedly supposed to make our life easier. Um, but, you know, it complicates things. And so sometimes we just got to get down to the basics. And that's really what this question is about, although I do not know if that was the actual intent of the asker at the time. But that's really what this question is about. And it's the intention I would have if I had the chance to ask that to Jesus, Jesus, just cut to the chase. Just just boil it down. What's the basics? What do I need to focus on? What is the most important thing? And Jesus' answer was this. The greatest commandment is this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. And the second is love your neighbor as yourself. Upon these two commands hinge and hang all that's in the law and the prophets. So we can boil all that down to just two things, loving God and loving others. Love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. So if I want to live unleashed, one of the first things that I want to focus on is loving God and loving God well. Now, we have to talk for just a second about that word love, because the word love in this context is not describing an ooey-gooey feeling. Jesus's command here, his response, is not work up 
these feelings of love for God in your heart and work up these feelings of love in your mind and work up these feelings of love in your soul, right? Love is an action verb. It gets back to the idea of making intentional choices as it relates to how we connect with God and then how we live our lives because of that connection. So we love God. It's it's intentional. It's an intentional choice every day. And I, I find it easiest to understand this concept when I think about my relationship to my wife, Christy. Now, the scripture is filled with comparisons of the relation of a husband and wife to help us describe and understand the relationship between God and his people. Uh, and it's it's done throughout. It's done in the Old Testament. It's done in the New Testament. It's a very common um, illustration that is used. So I take that and I think about um, me and, and, and my wife. And, and one of the things that I think that has to be there if you're going to love God, as I think about how my Christy and I love one another, is there has to be that connection of, of communication, talking and listening. I think that's so important that when I have a couple come to me and, and is looking to get married and we sit down to talk with each other uh, to prepare for the, the ceremony, one of the things I always stress is the importance of communication because you just can't build a strong relationship. You can't love one another well if you're not communicating. So for me, one of the first ways that I try to love God and love him well is by reading his word, because that is the first layer that I have of hearing from God and uh, and hearing what he has to say to me, that he can share his heart with me. And I find that when I look into his word. So I want to listen for that, and I want to pray. I mean, that's important for um, my relationship with Christy. We talk in and out of every day, and we talk about lots of various things, and many times those topics are simply the things we have to talk about to keep life going, like where we need to be or how we're going to handle uh, this decision, what we're going to have for supper, uh, where we, just those kinds of things. You know the kinds of questions I'm, I'm talking about. But the time I really enjoy is that Christy and I have turned going and getting uh, what we call a supply run, getting groceries and the like, into date night. And so once every a couple of weeks or so, we make a run uh, to one of the neighboring towns that has a Sam's and an Aldi's, and we go and we hit Sam's and we hit Aldi's and, and we hit Walmart and maybe Target or wherever we need to go, and we just make an evening of it, and we always go out to eat. And this is one of those times where, you know, we don't have any other kids in the car. There's no other kids at the table. And so we really just get to talk. We have each other's undivided attention. And and those are a very precious times to me that we get to spend that kind of time together. And so we have these other conversations every day, but these are really special because we have each other's undivided attention. And I really think if we compare that to what we find 
in um, in the scriptures, we discover that that's the way we want to talk to God as well. Uh, we I, I talk to God throughout the day. I a lot of times it's asking for God's help. Lord, show me what you want me to see in this passage. God, help me get done what I need to get done today. God, Lord, how how do you want me to? address this particular issue that has arisen at work? Or how do you want me to respond to this request? You know, I mean, there's there's all of those, but those are, you know, those detail conversations. But the times that are really precious are the times where I just have no agenda and I just want to stop and just listen to God. When I read his word and I'm not trying to prepare some sort of a message or write something, or the like, but I'm just reading it because I just want to hear what he has to say to me. And I go to him in prayer just to love on him, just to love on God and love on him well and to receive his love, his love back, not because I have an agenda, not because I want something, uh, there's something going on. And I, you know, because if, if that's what my relationship with my wife needs, why wouldn't that be the same thing that the relationship with God needs? And, and so, you know, I, I want to take that time to talk, but not only do I want to take that time to talk with God and and listen to what He has in His His Word. The second thing is I, I want to consider what He had to say. I, I want to uh, another word we might use for that is meditate upon it. In other words, I, I want to take that conversation and I want that conversation to have some kind of an impact on my life going forward. You know, this happens as well sometimes when. Christy and I are, are talking. Sometimes we bring something up where we start to kind of wrestle with something or 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 have some kind of a conversation. And then later on, one of us will say, hey, have you thought any more about, you know, and here's what we were talking about. And you know, have you have you really considered that or meditated upon it? Or sometimes, you know, we just had a wonderful conversation on one of those date nights where we were out, and I just find myself lingering over the conversation. Why? Because I, I want to get to know my wife's heart even more deeply. I've discovered over 30 years that, um, you know, I, I, I knew I loved her when, when we got married, but I found out each and every day that I love her more and more. But it's only because we share life together. And, you know, I consider uh, those 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 things and 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 dwell on on the conversations we've had and the moments we've had and and the like. And that's the same thing we're supposed to do with God. Now, the next thing that we have to do is then um, to obey God, to do what he's asked, to, to act in a way that reflects that. If you look at Jesus' answer to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, he's actually quoting a passage out of Deuteronomy. And, and when he quotes this passage out of Deuteronomy, we, and we go back to it, we discover that it's in the midst of a passage where it's interlaced with obeying God's law uh, and obeying what he has commanded. And then if we come in to the Gospels and we look into the Gospel of John, we'll discover there this um, place where Jesus is describing as part of his um, it's it's this this long uh, teaching section in John right before his arrest and crucifixion, and in it he describes and he equates that loving God means you're going to obey His commands, and loving Him means you're going to uh, 
and the loving Jesus means you're going to abide in him and he's going to abide in you. In other words, you're just living right there and and you're going and you're going to do that. And now these all these things whether it's praying, reading scripture, spending time with God, thinking about what he said and then choosing to alter your life in such a way as to obey him, none of these things are done out of duty. They are done out of love. I mean, as Christy and I have and our as our relationship has developed, you know, through the years and and we've listened to one another and talked together and thought about what one another has said. I mean, there are decisions that I make in the day about how to go about things or do things because I know that it impacts her. And I know um, what what uh, um, she likes or what she would like to see done and, and, and vice versa. And that's not out of a sense of duty. That's out of a sense of love. Those decisions are impacted by what she would desire, what she would want. Uh, and that has an impact. And it's the same way with with God. You know, we're making decisions based on now what God wants. Why? Because I'm in this relationship with him. And if I really love him, I care about what he wants. I don't do what he tells me to do out of a sense of duty. It's not out of a sense of have to. It's out of a sense of response because I love him. And so, man, when Jesus says that it all boils down, to this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. We we begin to understand that there is um, an intentionality to it, because the word love is an action word. So it mean, it it means I have to do something. Um, if I'm going to love God, there's going to be actions tied to that. That there has to be an intentionality with how I'm going to do that, and so that's what I want to challenge you to today. Love God and love him well. Listen to him. Talk with him. Meditate and think about and mull over what he has to say. And then allow that to impact your life as you choose, make your choices each day about what you're going to do, what you're going to say, how you're going to respond to others. Uh, Because it really affects number two. He says the second most important command is to love your neighbor as yourself. But we're not going to talk about that one today. I just want you to love God and love him well, because if you want to live life unleashed, it all starts with loving God and loving him well and and, and really being intentional about that, uh, because uh, then the, the um, effects of this spirit-filled with God life, this living unleashed life, this Life without lack, as Dallas Willard says, is the you know is the title of that book I told you I was reading earlier. Uh, it all comes from this intentionality, and and to love God and to love Him well, and that's what Jesus said. You you want to know the greatest commandment? Love God, but love Him well. Love Him with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. That takes intentionality. That takes action. I challenge you to do that. Jump into his word. Just see what he has to say. Spend some time in prayer with him, not because there's something you want from him, but because you just want to love on him. Just say, Lord, you are just so awesome and amazing, and there's no one like you, and I just want to sit in your presence right now. Speak to me. You know, speak to me. Tell me what you want from me. Spend some time meditating and reflecting and mulling over what he says, and then put it into action. Do it. That's how you love God, and that's how you love him well. And if you do that... 
man, you are going to be living unleashed. And that's what we're journeying towards, and that's what we want. So I invite you, love God well this week. I'm going to try to love God well as too and be intentional about how I live uh, in, in all aspects of my life so that he can be given all the glory both now and forevermore. Hey, I'm glad you uh, joined us today. Thank you so much for being on this journey with me. I look forward to seeing you again next week when the next episode drops. But in the time being, I just pray that you will keep on living unleashed. Unleashed.